Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commissioned sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month, we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event, uh, which we've now gone to virtual uh, as of 2020. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us. And you can go to www.brianckmcrae.com. And you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. So this event is all about connecting people and possibilities. So as we talk about that, we're going to use events. So many of you know that I've talked about uh, the connection offense, and we're going to get into that. But first, I want to talk about the philosophies, most of the three philosophies that we typically see in the workplace. Because I think this is imperative, because if you're going to use events, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to adopt a philosophy in work and what you do and how you bring yourself to work. So the first philosophy that you'll see in the workplace is givers. And givers are individuals who like to add value. They like to add more value than they take. And by the way, this is built, uh, this, this um, slide is built off of a book called Give and Take by Adam Grant. You guys have heard me mention it's one of my favorite books, but it just outlines the philosophies and, and how individuals succeed in the marketplace. And that's why the success ladder is there on the left. But the first philosophy is givers. The second philosophy is matchers. And matchers typically try to extract one unit of value for every unit of value that they provide. So as we relate that to referrals, if they give a referral, they expect a referral. And then you've got takers. Those are the ones that walk into a room, whether it's a Zoom room, whether it's a networking room, and they're looking to extract value. They want to take as many units of value out of the room with putting as little into it as possible. So that's givers, takers, and matchers. So one of those philosophies, and candidly, if you're hanging around this event, and many of you have been hanging around this event for a long period of time, I can tell you that you're a giver. This event attracts givers. Candidly, it's set up that way. And here's why. Here's the science behind it. Because Adam is a, he is the, uh, a social scientist at the University of Pennsylvania, uh, uh, the, business, the Wharton School of Business, I believe. Youngest tenured professor there. He's been a best-selling author, but he did a study on this. And when it came to the success ladder, he found that those three philosophies all ended up on the success ladder. And he wanted to track and see who did the best. Was it givers, takers, or matchers? So what he found was that actually, interestingly enough, givers ended up at the bottom of the success ladder. Now, you might just say, why are you building an event around being a giver if you're just going to end up at the bottom of the success ladder? Pay attention. So, well, let's see if the slide's going to work. It is not. All right. So givers, there they are. Takers end up next. And then the matchers. So you would think that based off of this, that matchers would end up. And, he, and then Adam came back and said, but guess what? There's, a, there's another category of givers. Givers end up at the bottom of the success ladder because they end up being burnt out. They give more. They never get anything in return. But then there's givers at the top. In Canada, the givers at the top are radically referable. 
Givers at the top of the, of the success ladder are radically referable because they're adding more value in less time. And we'll talk about that. There's four characteristics that come into being at the top of the success ladder or being radically referable. And here they are. First of all, they know where they're going. And what I mean by they know where they're going, they've got goals, they've got aspirations, they've got a desire to make a difference in the marketplace and they've outlined it. The second thing is they know how to add value at a low personal cost. They know how to add value at a low personal cost. Here's the deal. We want to help as many people as possible. We are paid. And candidly, this is my opinion. This is the game we're all playing. We're trying to figure out how do we add more value in the marketplace in less time? That's where productivity comes in. Systems come in. So they know how to, they've built systems and strategies to add value at a low personal cost without burning out. And the third trait is they ask great questions. They have a genuine sense of curiosity. And then the fourth trait is they develop and build connections. You know, many of you may have heard of a book called Who Not How, written by Dan Sullivan. And, and if you're radically referable, you understand that your business is built on who's. If you want more referrals, you're going to need people. You're going to need relationships. You're going to need who's in your life to do that. And if you're radically referable, you understand that and you're building and developing relationships. All right. So I just want you to be thinking about it as you go through this and ask yourself, what am I in the workplace? Am I a giver? Am I a taker or a matcher? It doesn't mean your philosophy can't change. Some of us just aren't trained on how to be a giver in the marketplace. We show up at networking events just looking for referrals. That's not the purpose. So what we're going to do is tell you how to use events in order to grow your radically referable business. And it comes through the connection offense. So the connection offense, you guys, some, if you've been hanging around this event, this is, um, this is part of a course that we teach that's in the academy called Jumpstart. But uh, this connection offense, we're going to focus specifically on, that, uh, on the lower right-hand side of that triangle there, events. So you can build a business around the three things that you see on there. One-to-one -one meetings, phone calls, and events. They get supported by handwritten notes, success stories, connecting on social media, electronic communication, things like that. Today, though, what I want to do is focus specifically on events. But as we do this, keep in mind that, the, that events are simply a portion of an overall connection offense. Because remember, one of the traits of being radically referable is that, that you build and develop connections. Events are a phenomenal way to do that. You're showing up here today. I hope, I pray that you will download and save this text box and connect with somebody here. We hear it all the time. I heard somebody, I met somebody here at, at the Mastermind Project and they help make a difference in my business. So we want you to do that. We want you to connect with people. So that's where we're gonna start is about with leveraging events. All right, but the first thing is you gotta understand as we talk about leveraging events, um, a quick story. Um, this, I wish my golf swing looked that good. Maybe one day it will, but um, I have an affinity for golf. I like to play golf. Um, I'm starting to play golf a little bit more, but as I was prepared, as we, there was a time when I was uh, getting ready, I had uh, playing golf with a pretty good golfer and I was looking forward to it because he had promised us to take a look at my swing. And I get to the driving range a little bit early, uh, actually a lot early because I had not been playing. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go warm up. I'm going to get ready. I'm excited for this. I hope to be able to impress this guy that you want to spend some more time with me, maybe help me improve my game. So I'm out there. It's a hot day. I'm sweating. I get out to the range and uh, I'm hitting balls for probably a half hour before he gets there. And he shows up literally about 15 minutes before tea time. He hits about two or three balls. 
with, uh, with a couple different clubs. And he says, you ready to go? And I'm just sweating. And um, I said, not yet. I got to hit a few more. And you know what he said to me? He said, hey, Brian, he says, if you didn't bring your game here, you're not going to find it on the range. Now, what does that mean to you? If you didn't bring your game, you're not going to find it here on the range. Somebody jump in. What does that mean? You've either been practicing it or you haven't. Exactly. I've either put in the prep work or not. I can't show up suddenly before something and think that I'm going to be really, really good at it. So that was the point. Because here's what I want to do is I want you to take that golf analogy. And I want you to think about what you're doing to prepare for an event. Because what we're going to do is I walk through this. We're going to talk about the before an event, during an event, and after an event. How to use, these, how to use events to leverage and build your radically referable business. But the first thing, the first lesson here is you got to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. Some of you, many of you, and many professionals, what they do is they're working their tail off on their job, in their core competence, and then they run out in a hurried format and they run to a networking event because they need to meet somebody. They're hoping to meet their, uh, 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 somebody who's going to refer them time and time again. But they show up at the event and they're not prepared. So I'm going to encourage you. You need to work hard on yourself. And there's three things we're going to talk about here when it comes to this. So before an event, number one, you remember being radically referable. If you want to know where you're, you know, those that are radically referable know where they're going. You got to have a vision. Your vision is your version of special. I've got a coaching client and literally he's trying to put some stuff together and he's working on some goals, but he's not tied to his goals because then we came back and said, hey, what's, what's your version of special look like? And he said he didn't know. He couldn't get tied to his goals because he hadn't outlined what his version of special was. He wasn't going to networking events. He wasn't calling referral partners. He wasn't developing enhancing relationships as much as he desired to because it wasn't tied to his vision. So look, there's something called a vision story that is that we that you can get access to if you're interested and you can I'll give you a, a, a way to do that. But the point is you've got to take some time and put your version of special on a piece of paper. Cuz you guys show up and you all want to win at work and at home, but you don't know how. It's but it starts with a vision, a desire. Number 2, invest in you. So if you want to work harder on yourself, you got to invest in you. You need to put your time, your talent, and your treasure to work for you. Now, notice I said put them to work for you. Some of us are working hard in our businesses, but we're not working hard on ourselves. So I'm going to encourage you, you got to invest in you. It could be a book. Pick up a book and read it. Spend some time reading. That's the talent. You have the talent to read. Spend 15 minutes a day reading. You'll read a million words in, in, in a calendar year. Here's the deal. When you put the work in before the event, it's going to increase your confidence when you show up and you're going to be more attractive in the marketplace. But you got to put your time, your talent, and your treasure to work investing in you. Maybe you need to invest in something else, maybe a coach, maybe a training program, but be investing in you. Spend at least 15 minutes a day working on you. That's a bare minimum. I don't care if it's a podcast, a book, do something. Now, notice what I said. One of the three pillars we always talk about is personal development. This is the one. I will tell you, the people that I hear reading books, they're more excited. They're more passionate about life than they are than the folks that I read that aren't reading books. A book is easy. Library cards are free. There's no reason not to read a book. By the way, Audible counts. It counts. 
but consume nonfiction. Spend 15 minutes a day consuming nonfiction. Change your world. Third thing, journal. Write down some things. The number one thing we've got to bring to the marketplace is some confidence. You can't be confident when you're fearful, when you're concerned. The journaling aspect of it. Now, I wrote three, two, one journal down. You don't have to do that. But if you're interested in journaling, I'm going to give you a really easy way. We created something here inside the academy called the three, two, one journal. It's really simple. Take some notes. Write down three things you're grateful for every day, but they have to be new. Write, two, write down two affirmations. By the way, the affirmations should be tied to your version of special. Every day that you say those affirmations, they should make you uncomfortable. Because we have to start, we have to stop listening to ourselves. Because when you guys go to networking events, sometimes you're showing up and you're like, man, I don't have enough commission coming in. I don't have this. We got to stop. We got to stop listening to the voices in our head and start talking and creating the version that, of special that we want in our head. That's what affirmations do. And then the one is just simply acknowledging the one win in the previous 24 hours that's moving you towards your version of special. We don't take time to celebrate that enough. So at the end of the week, you should have seven wins to show what you've done. You, you, if somebody wants to know what's going well, you can open up your three, two, one journal and say, boom, on this date, here's what happened. I got a lot of wins going on because people want to connect with other people who have some momentum. You do these three things on the room or, or that are on the, on, are on the screen here. You do those three things. You're going to show up in every room. You're going to do the work beforehand. You're working harder on yourself than you are on your job. It doesn't take that much time. So that's what we've got to do before event. We've got to prepare because if you show up at the range you know, wanting to shoot par, you're not going to find your game on the range. You got to do the work before. So getting prepped before. All right. During an event, during an event, this is important. You got to be present. Time block the time, give yourself some time ahead of time, half hour before, half hour after, whatever the case may be, but just make sure that when you show up, you are present. Candidly, what I mean by present is take a look on the screen and see who's paying attention. Take a look and see who's taking notes because that's the person you may want to connect with afterwards. Speaking of who do you want to connect with, here's three people. If you don't know who to connect with when you show up at a live event or a virtual event, you show up at a live event or a virtual event, I'm going to give you just a, a list of three people that you should connect with because I want you to have a plan when you show up at an event. The first person I want you to be, taking, be on the lookout for is the most influential person in the room. I want you to be looking around and trying to figure out who the most influential person in the room, whose name gets mentioned. Who are people chatting with in the chat box? If you're at a live event, who's everybody talking to? Is it the author of the book that's at the event? Is it somebody else? You want to talk to a person of influence. Now you might say, because here's the deal, guys. If you're, if you're not talking to people of influence, you're probably not growing your connections. And if you're in a room with people you're 100% comfortable with, you're probably in the wrong room. We've got to have the courage to talk to people who are further ahead in the game. Look for people who are more influential than you. By the way, influence could also be your top referral partner. You know, if you're in insurance, like Dan is, Dan already knows who he's going to try to talk to. He's looking for influential people. He's going to look for ways as a giver to try to add value to them. So look for some, a person of influence. 
Second person that you want to look for is the most confident person in the room. Most confident person. I said confident, not arrogant. There's a difference between the two. The most confident person in the room has got something figured out. I want to talk to the most confident person in the room because they're present. They're engaging with other people. I want to talk to a person of confidence because the number one skill we need in business is confidence. And if I can see somebody who's developed that skill, I want to talk to them. And the third person that I think, remember I said, we're most. if you hang around here, you're givers. The third person in a room that you can always, always talk to and seek out is the least confident person in the room. Because sometimes there's somebody that, that you need, that you want to meet, that you want to gain, learn some wisdom from, maybe connect, you know, build a, a connection with the most influential person in the room or the most confident person in the room. But guess what? We've got to be a river, not a reservoir. The stuff that we've learned in terms of connecting with people, there's somebody in this room today that is incredibly awkward. They might not even be, feel comfortable turning on their screen, or if they are, they don't know how to engage. A simple little message to them to say, hey, great to see you today, may be the thing that opens them up. May gets the ability for them to connect with the potential that they have. We can bring people along. It creates influence for us. So those are the three people I think you can walk into any room. The most influential, the most confident, and the least confident. You can always have a game plan walking into any event with those three people in mind to talk about or talk to, excuse me. And then during an event, you got to have a portfolio of quality questions. You have to. Curiosity opens doors. It just does. When you ask a great question, great things happen. So have a portfolio of quality questions. Which, by the way, if you're interested, the Academy, there's a list of, we've got a portfolio of quality questions in there already developed for you. Again, we'll be posting a link for, uh, for, the, for the Academy here in a, in a couple minutes. But um, all this, by the way, is part of some things that we teach, and we consistently teach this in this community. But look for excitement and challenges. Ask good questions that look for excitement. You know, it's a great question. Put this in your portfolio of quality questions when you meet somebody. You meet the most influential person in the room. You meet the most confident person in the room. You're in an audience with them. Or you get them on the phone after the event. Ask them, what are they most excited? What project are they working on that they're most excited about? Or what's the biggest challenge you're facing today? Find out what they're excited about or what their challenge is. That's your job when you're in conversation with somebody is to find out what they're excited about or what their biggest or, or what a challenge is. Look for that because what you're doing when you're in an event, you're looking for an opportunity to take the next step in building and developing that relationship, which is either probably going to come through a one-to-one -one meeting or a phone call. All right. Now, four types of conversations when you're, you're at an event. I want you to be thinking about this. These are four types of conversations that we teach inside the academy but um, there's four types of them. There's restorative conversation. That's where you're fixing something or something needs to be fixed. You're in a transactional conversation. That's where money's exchanging hands or core competence is being discussed. Then there's a relational conversation. Relational conversations are all about the other person. You learn about their family. You learn about the, what, the, what they do, how they got started and what they do. You learn what they do for fun. You learn about their dreams and aspirations, what, they're, what excites them. Those are the things that will allow you to get into a relational conversation. And then there's a referral conversation where you're actually talking about referrals. Now, 
I'm just going to tell you, we've all been to events and I'm going to just, I'm going to kind of give you this, the reason we frame these out. I want you to think about an event. How many of you have been in an event and somebody walks up and starts saying, hey, we need to talk. I think I can help you because my core competence is better than the person you're using. We've been there. Dan's shaking his head. You know, we, we've seen that's, it's not the most advanced way to leverage an event. When you walk up and say, I'm really good at this. We need to get together. We need to talk. I want to do some business with you. That's a transactional conversation. Another poor way of doing it is say, hey, we need to talk. I'd like to have, I'd like to get some referrals from you. Again, very taker-based conversations. The key is to start relationally. If you want to be a giver, start relationally. You start relationally, it's going to lead back to either a transactional conversation or a referral conversation. Those are the conversations when you get invited into those. We want to spend as much time below the line. You want to build a radically referable business? The bottom two are the places we want to be. With the exception of, take a look at restorative. If I'm talking to an ambassador for my business or a, a top strategic partner, I'll get into a restorative conversation about what's going on in their business. That's where a big challenge. I'm going to ask a relational-based question. What's the biggest challenge in your business? Something that needs to be fixed. And I'll ask them and see what I can do to supply some, you know, maybe be a resource for them, connect them with somebody, supply them with, uh, with some resources to help them fix that. So but anyway, those are the four types of conversation. Do those make sense? All right. We got a lot of information we're covering here, guys. If you can't tell, I get pretty excited about this. So is this useful? If this is useful so far in terms of what to do before an event, all right, Wills, I've got some thumb up. Greg's uh, got, so thank Michael. Good to see you today, Michael. Thank you for the thumbs up. Good. All right. So those are the four types of conversations to try to engage our, our, our definition of the four types of conversations at a, at a networking event. It's usually, I try to stay in the relational zone when I'm in a networking event. And then what I'm trying to do is that if I come back, I'm looking for something that the, that the person that I'm talking to is either excited about or has a challenge. Because that's where I can add value. When we're at an event, we're trying to, again, if we're looking to add value in the shortest amount of time, I've got to be able to ask good questions to figure out how I can help somebody as quickly as possible. Either with a connection, a resource, maybe just listening, but it gives the door, it gives the ability for me to follow up with them and add some value, which is what we're going to talk about next. So four types of conversations and what to do and how to leverage those at an event to set up the conversations post-event. Because at an event, I want you to take this. You might even want to take a picture of this. If you haven't heard it, you can Google this. But this particular component is how you build a radically referable business. And my Angelou said it best. Because people will forget, you know, they'll forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, but they will never ever forget how you made them feel. When you're at an event and you're engaging in somebody, you want to make them feel good. And we can do that by using questions to unlock what's exciting or what's challenging them, because that is where we get into the emotional bank account with them. And that's real estate that, you, that is very difficult to buy with advertising. That's why relationships, when you hear about building a relationship, it's no like, and trust. Ask good questions. You'll become known. You'll become liked. You'll become trusted because you'll make people feel good about themselves. All right, after an event, after an event. So the first thing is you gotta add the information to your database. When you meet somebody, you have a conversation with somebody. Now do me a favor, please don't be a taker. Here's an example of being a taker. 
and I'm going to ask that you do this, that you don't do this if you're new to this event. But some of you are going to download the chat box. And there's all kinds of contact information. Be very careful about how you approach it. Just be careful. Add value when you're connecting with somebody that you, that you want to meet with here. Because we've all gotten the emails that says, hey, great to see you at the event. Um, do you have any referrals? Be very careful. Start by adding value. See what you can do to help them. The purpose of this event, let me give you a quick example. If you connect with somebody, hey, what? great to see you at the event. I'd, I'd love to hear more about your business. What was your big takeaway from the Mastermind Project? That's the purpose of this event. I see MJ. MJ's been hanging around this event since day one. That's what she does to build her business. All right. So number one, add them to your database. We have to be building. By the way, IRA, for those of you who are new here, we cover this in the academy. Um, we talk about it all the time in the academy. And IRA is, is a database, but it stands for something very simple. It's an inventory of relational assets. And when you show up at an event, don't let that event go to waste by taking a business card, taking a connection, and not adding them to your database. If you don't put them in your database, it doesn't. We had a, at a previous employer that I worked at. We had this little phrase that said, if it's not in the database, it doesn't exist. If it's not in the database, it doesn't exist. And some of you are saying, I don't have a database. Well, guess what? Google is free. There's a thing called a Google Sheet, which is a spreadsheet. You can build a database inside of a spreadsheet with a Google account. There's probably other ways to do it as well, but it's not, it doesn't take much to build an inventory of relational assets. It could be a piece of paper. Don't lose sight of the people that you're meeting. Some of you are a little bit more advanced and you've got an electronic database. You may even have a, a, a client relationship manager, which is awesome, electronic database. So add them to your database, imperative. You know, a quick story. I think I've shared this with some of you in the past. You know, years ago, I went to an event. I got invited to an event by my former boss. I met his new boss. It was a happy hour. Uh, we were talking, sharing a couple stories. He gave me his card. I came back. I texted him. First thing I did is I had, the next day, I added him to my database. I texted him, said, great to meet you. I sent him a handwritten note. We connected on LinkedIn. And then a couple of days later, I sent them an email. And that's an example. Now, I'm going to tell you, when you take a look at the connection offense, about two months later, that's all I did. We traded a little few emails. Nothing else really happened, candidly. He wasn't, he wasn't a, he was not in the industry. He was not a potential referral partner. He was an executive um, with, a, with a, another technology firm. However, what I did is I engaged him. I edified the relationship. It was great to meet him. I think I may have sent him a, 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 an article about something that we had talked about uh, in the email. Two months later, I sent out a success story, which is part of the connection offense. I got an email back from him. He said, Brian, great to hear from you. By the way, I've been buying a house. I just got turned down by a couple other lenders because I just started my business. Can you help? Guys, what I'm trying to tell you is that came from an event. I went to an event, met somebody, put them in the database, texted them, wrote them a note, connected with them on social, sent them an email, and guess what? Several referrals later, he's still in our database. So this stuff works. So a couple things. 
Those are the four things. Do four things in four days is what that essentially means. By the way, some of you might do it four, four things in four hours. All those things, you can send a text pretty quick. You can write a handwritten note because a handwritten note's not going to get there for a couple of days. You can connect with them on social right away. And then you can also send an email just saying, hey, it was great to meet you. So just a quick four things within, whether you want to do it in four minutes, four hours, or four days. Just don't wait four weeks. Success favors the speed of implementation. After you go to an event, have some time set aside so that you can implement the things that are going to help you build your IRA, your inventory of relational assets. Now, hey, Brian, also after that. one question really quick? Absolutely. Sorry to interrupt. No. Um, you just speak to, is there any differences in the, the, the content inside text, handwritten note, and the email? Like you're obviously not saying the same thing in all, all three. Is there any nuances inside those? Uh, that's a great question, Sam. So typically um, the, email, um, the email and the text will be kind of offset. I won't do them back to back. Um, but a text would be just, hey, it was great to meet you today. Looking forward to connecting soon. Um, the email might be a little bit more detailed um, and the handwritten notes. So there's kind of some components. I'm always looking for something to edify them. What did I enjoy? I want to be a noticer. Now, Sam, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to derail. I'm going to come back a little bit, not derail. I'm going to come back to what I talked about earlier. When we start expressing gratitude, when we start having an eye for gratitude, we start noticing things in the world that are positive versus negative. When you start practicing your three, two, one journal you're, you're, and, and doing that gratitude, what happens is when I'm meeting with you, like candidly, that's a cool shirt. I like your glasses. I appreciate your question. There are three things I could just mention to you either in a text. Um, and by the way, I might not mention the shirt, but when I'm having a conversation, I'm looking for things that I appreciate about you. Great question, engaging question, whatever it is, be looking for it and acknowledge that in your communication post-event. So I'm always looking for ways to love on people. So it's usually around three things, gratitude, curiosity, and generosity. Post-event, I'm looking for gratitude. You know, I'm trying, how do I express gratitude about something that I, that I noticed? I'm trying to be curious about what I can do to serve them. And then um, the last thing is, is what, what generosity, what can I give them? Can I connect them with somebody? So those three things are always paramount in everything I'm doing when I'm connecting with people and trying to build relationships. Awesome. You know, I met, is that, is that helpful, Sam? Yeah, they're super helpful. Yeah. So the other thing I'll do that, uh, that's not in here, generosity books. I'm a, you know, you guys see these books back here. Books inspire me. You start reading 15 minutes a day. You're going to get inspired by a book. How many of you have ever thrown away a book that somebody sent you? You don't. You don't throw away books. You don't throw away handwritten notes. So that's where you make a difference. I'll send a book to somebody that I met with. Send them a nice little handwritten note in a book that inspired me. It will open the door. It's easy. Cost you 10, 15 bucks. And some of you are pretty smart. You find out if they use Audible and you'll send them a book via Audible. <laughs> and that's a great way to send a text as well. So anyway, Sam, great question. Now, um, as we talk about this, so follow up on something that you saw that was exciting or a challenge. Sam just asked a great question, so thanks for that, Sam. And then also match the motivation and the metric. Here's what I mean by that. So many of you will go and say, hey, I want, you know, what's the purpose for going to an event? Let's just, uh, let's mastermind this concept for a second. Why do you go to an event? 
go to the chat box and jump in or just uh, jump off of audio here real quick and tell me why you go to an event. To meet people. Why do you want to meet people? I like making friends. I like making friends. Okay. And why do you, um, so how do you make friends, MJ? Is it just at an ask, event? No, ask questions and learn about them. Connect. So, yep. We want to connect. So I'm going to give you guys, so match the motivation to whatever your metric is. So I'll give you an example. When talking with um, a coaching client here recently, they were saying, hey, I need to make a certain number of phone calls. So they went to an event. They go to an event so they can make phone calls. Well, do you really go to an event so you can follow up and just make a phone call? What's the purpose of the phone call? The purpose of the phone call is to get a one-to-one. -one. So here's what I want you to do is I want you to take a look at the result that you're looking for. You're probably looking to meet with influential people. I want you to think about this. There could be somebody in this room today that could be an outstanding referral partner for you. Or if they're not in this room, how do you get in front of them? The whole point is what the metric, figure out what you need to track. Is it scheduling appointments? For me, when I walk away from an event, I want to meet somebody that I can eventually get into a one-to-one -one with. When I am business building mode, I need to get face-to-face. -face. Here's why. I need to get on the phone with them or I need to get face-to-face. -face. And I want to have a referral conversation. So if you'll notice, I'm going to move to the next slide here. When we're at an event, so I want you to imagine you're at an event. The event should drive a phone call. The event should drive to a one-to-one meet, -one meeting. So if you're here using this event, some of you use this as a cornerstone event for your business. You're inviting your best referral partners. And the cool part is you can pick up the phone and follow up with them afterwards about how this event went. That's the purpose of this event for those of you who are already using it that way. Purpose of this event, so you can pick up the phone and call somebody and say, hey, what'd you think of the event? What was most useful for you? How can I support you in building your business? Would you like to get together to talk about it? But the metric is having conversations. Again, the metric, my encouragement to you is start tracking the number of conversations that you have that are useful for your business. Because whether it's an event, a one-to-one -one, or a phone call, those are hows. But the what you want is you want to get into a good conversation, either relationally or referral-based with people who could refer you. So that's the purpose. So to be tracking, match your motivation to the metric that you're looking for. Some of you, if you just, you know, it's, is it good to come back and just put a, a, a new relationship, somebody you met, send them a handwritten note? It is. But what are you trying to accomplish? Do you want a one-to-one? -one? Do you want a phone call with them? You've got to engage the relationship so you can figure out what their biggest biz business challenge is to ask them. Because what you want to be doing is asking questions that you want them to ask you. That's the cool part. When you've got a portfolio of quality questions, what you're doing is you're getting into and developing a relationship with someone. Because eventually, when you, after you've asked them how you can help them and you've provided enough value, eventually what the law of reciprocity will eventually kick in. What's the law of reciprocity? What does that mean? Come things on. Things come back to you. Things come back to you. Good things Exa come back to you. Exactly. When you ask somebody a question, how are things going? What do they say? How are things going for you? When you ask somebody what, your biggest what their biggest business challenge is, what are they going to say to you? What's your biggest business challenge? The key is have answers to the questions that you're already asking. You're asking questions that you want to be asked both before, or before uh, during and after the event. 
All right. So those are the four types of conversations that you want to have after the event as well. They happen during the event and after the event. And the whole purpose of this, guys, when we put this before, during, and after, what we're trying to do is give you a system. Many of you have goals, aspirations to build a business, but you don't have the systems. You know, you've heard me talk about James Clear many times. We don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. If you don't have a system for events, you're probably, you could be wasting your time. I don't want you to waste your time. We got to learn how to add more value in less time. So put a system in place. Hopefully this is useful because when you have a system, you'll develop confidence. And as um, there's a guy named Dan Sullivan, the success coach, he says the number one skill a business professional must develop and maintain is their confidence. When you show up at an event, we want you to be confident. We want you to be confident that you can add value to somebody else so that you can be at the top of the success ladder, not at the bottom of the success ladder. Well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project podcast. We want to thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, that's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implement it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briankmcrae.com www.briankmcrae.com. We've got our mastermind event schedule there and you can join us virtually uh, at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter and teach things that matter to people who care. Appreciate you.